Lamentation Lamentation chapter 3, verses 16 through 26 read, He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes, and thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity, and I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. Hey, I think the heat's still on. Somebody turn the heat off because I think I turned it on and it's hot. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. If I could sing like Derek, I would have sang it to you, but I can't. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Lord, ask for your power, your grace, your mercy upon my life. I ask for you to bring a word like only you can. I ask for you to calm my nerves. I ask for you to forgive me for sometimes my leadership style. I ask for you to begin to deal with my people so that we can go to the next level in your glory. Let them understand, Lord, that it's, it's, it's not me. It's you that wants everything to be together to make sure that we don't let any soul creep or slip between the fingers of our grasp in our kingdom ministry. Lord, we pray for the sound to be right, the, the, the lights to be right. We, we, we pray for the microphones to be right. We pray for the LED screen to stand tall. And we ask for your divine holy hand to hold it. Lord, we ask for our streaming to be smooth. We ask for our YouTube to be crisp. We ask for our technology evangelists, our musicians, to understand that in this time and age, they're more important than they've ever been before. Because so many people are watching you from home. So many people are watching you from their cars and on their phones. And we got to be able to get to them in the name of Jesus. We ask for that everybody under the sound of my voice. Hear your power. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject. The subject, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. I feel like an old school preacher today. I, I don't know why. Maybe I've been around Stefan too long because, you know, he like an old man in a young man body. Great is thy faithfulness. Is <laughs> a popular hymn in all churches. While worshipers can sing it on any given Sunday, this hymn often turns up mostly during the Thanksgiving season. We sing the familiar words about God's unchanging character and his steadfast consistency throughout the seasons. Yet few of us remember and few of us know that the theme of the hymn lyrics comes from the book of Lamentations. The prophet Jeremiah writes Lamentations in a time of grief. However, Jeremiah doesn't stop with his lament. Right in the midst of complaining to God, the prophet remembers what makes it life worth living. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We focus too much on our love for God, more than we emphasize how much God loves us. 
Our love sometimes has limitations. We can never love God as much as he loves us. Once you realize God loves you even more than you love yourself, you will be unshakable in the most dire situations. Yeah. See, we, we get shook up because we think God loves us with conditions like we do. We, we, we think God uh, don't like us when we mess up. So, so instead of running to church when we mess up, we try to stay at home and hide from God. But we call Jonah dumb. I'm just going to leave that alone. Many times we complain about what is going on in our lives. But if we just look back over our lives, we can truly say that we have been blessed. We've got testimonies, as the song says. Uh, some of us are complaining about our lives at this very moment. If we look at how much we have been blessed with blessings that we don't even desire, we would stop. We sin every day, yet we are in positions of power and influence. We sin, and yet we own our own businesses. When, when so many companies in 2020, in the midst of the coronavirus, have gone out of business, ours is still standing. We need to bring back the old Timex watch motto. Uh, uh, motto uh, no matter what you throw at me, say, now nah, well, I will always be more than a conqueror. I, I can take a licking and keep on ticking. Like Job, we just say, though he slay me. Oh, will I trust him? The prophet Jeremiah reassures us that God is always faithful to us. He reminds us that God cares for us. Uh, his care for us runs deeper than our circumstances. He reminds us that God has mercy on us, but God cannot condone sin and will never go, and it will never go unpunished. See, so you wonder why you got in trouble for something you didn't do. But if you look back over your life, you'll remember what you did and why God did what he did to you. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You know how your mama whipped you for the wrong thing sometimes? Said, well, I'm probably whipping you for something you needed to whip me for anyway. <laughs> he tells us in verse 39 that no living man should complain when punished for his sins. No woman either. I want to leave y'all out. Equal opportunity. He is saying, if we are still living and haven't lifted our eyes in hell, then we should count it all joy. Because the Bible says, in an instant, the sinner is dashed into eternity. When justice tried to hang us, his grace cut the rope. If he gave us justice, we would all lift our eyes in the pits of hell. But he gave us grace and mercy, and he loves us so much that he commanded grace and mercy to follow us all the days of our lives. Because if we had to follow grace and mercy, we know we'd lose them, right? Ephesians 2, 4 through 10 states, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, <clears throat> even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. <clears throat> and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us, Christ Jesus. For it is grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works that no man can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. After hearing the scripture, you should not worry about if you're going to be blessed 
God through grace. You're going to keep walking around that camera, ain't you? Let's go sit down somewhere. God, through his grace and mercy, has already preordained your success. Don't get frustrated with the process. Don't abort your blessings in the midst of the process. Our real blessings come out of the crock pot and pressure cooker experience of life and not out of the microwave moments. Oh, come on, somebody. I know you ain't going to no lady house that's cooking you a microwave turkey. I bet you ain't going. I bet you. I double bet you that you ain't going to go. The Bible says that God chastises those who he loves. Psalm 23 says that his rod and his staff comforts us. Sometimes that rod and staff is not for our enemies. Sometimes the rod and staff is to chastise us, to discipline us, to guide us toward our blessing. This is why in verse 26 at 30, at through 30 of Lamentation chapter 3, it says, when God is dealing with you, don't complain. Just sit there and be silent and allow him to mold you into what he needs you to be because you're in the merciful hands of the potter. Come on, somebody. Remember when your mother and father were fussing at you when you were a child and some of us going, some of us going through it right now. Your best option was to sit there and be quiet because if you opened your mouth, you knew it was in inevitable that you was going to get hit, but, but if, even if you was quiet, uh, Sister Cat, they still might hit you, but if you was quiet, you may not get hit, but if you opened up your mouth, you knew it was a wrap. Oh, see, some of the new school kids don't know what I'm talking about, and that's why they keep getting locked up and going to jail. Spat a rod, and you messed them up. Some of them just need a good whipping. And some of us still wonder how our parents didn't go to jail. <laughs> Don't talk back. Or let your anger be directed toward God. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't bite your heavy load bearer. Don't bite your saving grace. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Rophe, your healer. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Nisi, your victory. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Mekidesh, your sanctifier. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Shalom, your peace. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah the kids new, your righteousness. Don't bite the hand of your Jehovah Rohi, your shepherd. Don't bite his hand. He's everything you ever need. That's why he told Moses, just call me I am because I am whatever you need me to be. Just be quiet and take it. He who was out sin has the right to complain. Jesus never sinned, yet he never complained to God, even on the way to the cross. Just be quiet when your enemy comes like a flood and just understand God still ain't going to let him overtake you. You know when the Israelites used to mess up, Brother Stephon, they used to mess up all the time. And even though he used the Pharisees and even though he used all these other people to punish his people, God would turn around and get mad at the people that he made punish his people because he touched his people. Do you know even when you mess up, even when you make your bed in hell, your God is right there with you. Even when you're going somewhere you're not supposed to go. Even when you're tiptoeing and creeping in the middle of the night, God protected you from COVID-19. God kept you from getting herpes. God kept you from catching AIDS. God kept you covered in the midst of your mess. You still got a job, even though you come in late. I'm hitting at some of y'all. You're still working, even though you ain't effective. Your business is still going, even though you don't even understand what you're doing. 
God has called you to prosper in the midst of coronavirus and you complain that you can't talk to everybody. Maybe you blessed because you can't talk to everybody and now you can get your little feeble mind concentrating on one thing because you know you're too slow to multitask. Just understand and be quiet that even though the weapon will be formed, it won't prosper. Even when God allowed it to prosper, even when God allowed it to be formed, it ain't going to prosper. Even when God sent an enemy to you to punish you, to make sure he gets you back in line, he'll still punish the enemy for touching you. Ain't that crazy? Before I became a leader, Brother Dre, I thought that if you did what God said, people would follow you. If you prayed to God for vision, then the people would love you and follow you. I thought if you submitted to the leaders over you, your leaders under you would submit to you. I thought if you did everybody right, they'd do you right back. Well, let me tell you something, baby. The rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. I don't care how righteous you are. Even church folk will sometimes give you some holy hallelujah, even if you're doing right. The worldly folk going to get dealt with and get some bad stuff, and you are too. See, we can't endure difficult struggles because Ezra 3.11 tells us his mercy. His mercies endures forever. His love can overcome our darkest fear, our greatest loss, and deepest sorrow. And for every long, dark night of the soul, a new morning ascends on the horizon, bringing a new day. This sermon was birthed to touch someone's pain and rejection. Your weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Don't take these words lightly. I know we say it and they become cliches. But these words are life-giving promises from God that all of us need during our darkest moments. Some of us have gotten to the point in our lives where we didn't want to live. But God saw our sorrow and returned our joy. This sinful and disappointing world cannot guarantee health, wealth, and success. But we do have the promise of God's power and love. When we feel hopeless, we can submit to God's will, wait quietly for his deliverance, and rest in the promise that his love will carry us through. God compares himself to a shepherd, and he compares us to sheep. Uh, sometimes I get upset about that because sheep are nasty animals. I know they look nice, but they're so dirty. When they use the bathroom, one and two, it get caught in their fur, and they, and they wool. And because they legs so little and they so, uh, you know, wide and stuff, they can't really maneuver themselves. It, it, the reason why the shepherd has to lead the, the, the sheep between, but besides still waters, is because if the water is moving, they'll drown. Because their fur is so thick and they can't swim and their legs are too little for them to doggy paddle or sheep paddle or whatever you want to call it, they'll drown. If they fall on their back, they can't get back up just like a, 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 a cockroach or something. Come on, somebody. It, it, it can't turn back over. And, and its belly be exposed. The wolf can just. But that's how helpless sheep are. But, but the, the, the funny thing about sheep, sheep as dumb as they are. Because you know you count sheep when you're going to sleep because they're the only animal that's dumb enough to keep jumping off. The fence and going up the mountain with everybody. You know, you can't count lions. One of them be like, oh, no, Simba died. I ain't going. But, but, but sheep will keep walking. If one sheep fall off the mountain and the shepherd don't stop them, a whole hundred of them will fall off the mountain and die. That's how dumb they are. 
But it's amazing how dumb they are, but they smarter than us. Sheep smart enough to listen to the voice of the shepherd. But we always want to have our own ideas. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God will take it to go right, and you want to go left because you think you know better than God. If I walk off the side of a mountain and die, will you walk with me? I hope not. But a sheep is still smarter than you because a sheep understands that the shepherd provides for me. Oh, the shepherd intervenes for the sheep. See, sometimes when he says his rod and his staff comforts us, and sometimes the rod ain't for our enemies, it's for us. You do understand the shepherd has a hook at the end of his rod, and every now and then he has to yank the sheep back in line. Do you know what a shepherd also does, and the sheep are still loving? It doesn't make sense. If a sheep keep leaving, the shepherd will break the legs of the sheep and carry the sheep on his neck until it gets his voice. So it will know, don't you go nowhere without hearing me. I believe that God has broken some of our legs. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Now, not in your real legs, but they broke a relationship in your life that you depended on more than him. And he broke a job in your life that you depended on more than him. To make sure that he carried you through your mess. And you finally heard his voice. I believe the coronavirus, God has broken the church's legs. Ooh. The church is broken. You depended on everybody around you to give you energy. You depended on Derek and Peaches and the praise team to, to be your pet rally leaders. You depended on Dre and Stephon to get on the organ and the piano and hype you up. God broke your legs and made sure that you learned how to praise him even in the midst of your closet. You learned how to praise him even in the midst of your car. You learned how to give a shout of praise because you can afford the groceries at Whole Foods. You learned how to shout even on your job, because you said, I don't like my boss, but my God had put food on my table. He broke your legs to make sure that you could hear his voice. One of the most amazing things about a parent is that if I say, Mama, ain't none of y'all turning but my mama. Ain't amazing how you can be on Black Friday shopping, thousand folk in the mall. Please keep your mask on. And a child can say, Mama. And somebody look at you crazy. Mama. As if you ain't paying attention to your child. You be looking at them. Girl, that ain't my child. Get out of my face. Because you know the voice of your child. All them children crying. You ain't turned around until you hear your child. What's wrong with her? Because it's innate in a parent to hear you. 
out of the billions of voices in the world, God hears you and only you. When you cry out to him, he knows exactly your voice. That's how much he loves you. It don't matter if you're crying at the same time. He hears me the same way he hears you, distinctly and separately. I can get distracted, and I can get upset, and probably can't even concentrate. Like the camera right here, people walk right across the camera, I'm like, I can't use this, I gotta use 11. I can get distracted and get upset and might lose my place. But no matter how many times God get cussed out, no matter how many times people are fussing, God still hears you by yourself. All by yourself. He doesn't get distracted like we do. Even when you're getting on God's nerves, he don't find you from being his child. Oh, y'all don't hear me. God is a great boss. Because no matter how many times you mess up, he still pull you back in the fold. Oh, God hears your voice. He knows exactly where the source of the cry is coming from. This is why you should tell God that no matter what challenges you may have to deal with or what setbacks you may have to endure, I will count it all joy and thank you for your faithfulness. Oh, God, I want to thank you for what you've already done. I'm going to thank you to wait. I'm not going to wait until I see results or receive rewards, I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until I feel better or things look better. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until people say sorry or stop talking about me. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until the pain in my body disappears. I'm, I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until my financial situation improves. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until the children are asleep and the house is quiet. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until I get promoted at work or until I get a job. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until I get promoted. I'm not going to wait until I understand every experience in my life that has caused me pain and grief. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm not going to wait until the journey gets easier or the challenges are removed. I'm going to thank you right now. I'm thanking you because I'm alive. I'm thanking you because I made it through the day's difficulties. I'm thanking you because I've walked around the obstacles. I'm thanking you because I have the ability and opportunity to do more and better. I'm thanking you because Father you haven't given up on me even when I mess up even when I make my bed in hell, even when I get laid off, greater is thy faithfulness. Hey, even though I get messed up, even though I get upset, my God, you always right there with me. I want to talk in the words of the Reverend Paul Jones. If I could sing it, I would, but since I can't, I 
God just talking to you. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days out the way, my bad days, and I won't complain. Even when I don't have money to pay my bills, I'ma say thank you. Even when my wife leave me, I'ma say thank you. Even when I can't pay my bills, I'ma say thank you. Even when I don't understand the pain and the grief, I'm gonna thank you. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because even though I went to jail, even though I got shot, even though I got caught on drugs, even though I got molested, even though I got backstabbed, I'm gonna tell you something right now. What killed somebody else? I'm still standing. And because I'm alive, even in the midst of COVID-19, I'ma shout this, great is thy faithfulness, your mercy and grace endures forever. Your mercies are new every morning. Because I woke up, I'ma give you a sacrifice of praise. I don't like my job. I don't like my cousin. I don't like my roommate. I don't like my city. I don't like the amount of money I make. I don't like my career. I don't even like my mama. But at the end of the day, I'm still standing. Great is thy faithfulness. Hey, I need you to look to your neighbor. I don't know if your neighbor is in your house or in your car and tell your neighbor, say neighbor, I know you've been through hell. I know you've been through hot water. I know you've been through some trials. I know you've been through the tribulations. But shut your mouth and stop complaining. Turn that frown upside down and rejoice in the Lord and say great is thy faithfulness. Your cousin died, but you still here. Your friend died, but you still here. A million Americans have caught the coronavirus. Thousands, hundreds of thousands have died. Maybe you had the symptoms. Maybe you had the disease. But thank God Almighty, you still here. Great is thy faithfulness. Hey, I thank you, God. Even though... I'm in pain, even though I don't know where to go, even though I can't see where my next check coming from. Great is thou faithfulness. I know I wasn't faithful to you, God. I know I cheated on you, God. I know I don't always pay my tithes and offerings, but I'm still here. Yeah, I know loved ones around me have died, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm still here. I'm, I'm still here. 
I know I said turn the heat off and didn't say turn the air on, but 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 I'm still here. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm just tripping, but I'm still here. God is a faithful God. You got a job you don't like, but you're still here. You got a job you hate, but you still here. Racism was at an all-time high and still is while Trump in office. You had white friends and even some black friends that voted for him because they felt like he could make them more money. Didn't care about humans at all. But you're still here. You didn't lay hands on nobody, even though you wanted to. You're still here. African Americans have died on the sidewalk for cigarettes, for selling loose's. For my white people, loose cigarettes. You, you, you didn't. They didn't make it home. But you're still here. People were caught with grenades and guns trying to leave Chesapeake and go to Philadelphia to blow it up. But they caught them. But you, 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 you're still here. You, you're still here. Your child got arrested. And you were mad because the other child didn't get arrested, but your child is still, is still here. I need you to stop looking over your life and complaining and talking about all the stuff you went through. But I need you to talk about all the stuff you went through and say, Lord, I'm still here. Great is thy faithfulness.